What's up, everybody? Good morning. Good morning to you. Welcome to the recoup. I'm Coop. What's going on? It's Friday morning. The week is over. I've got a haircut. And my flowers, my flowers, my plants are not in the frame. There she is. Look at these guys. Look at them. Pull them in. Get them real close. Push them away. All right, guys, look, you know, I will say at the top of the show, this every, this every other daily show is working. This is working. I need those breaks. I've been getting other things done. I feel excited to come on in the morning rather than, oh, my God, when is it going to be Friday? I was like, oh, shit, it's Friday. This is great. I want to do this. I was up 10 minutes before my alarm today, 425, not 435. Everybody doing all right? Oh, my God. We're going to talk about BlackRock today. Talk about Tether. Lots of tethery news. Binance US, Binance International. This uh, Prometheum thing. Celsius. There's a lot to talk about. How's the chat doing? How you guys doing? Here we go. Devin was up all night. He was. He was like, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. Um, all right, let's get in here real quick. Say what's up to the folks. Good morning. What's up, Crypto for Change? Coop, scoop, coop. There we go. Stoked to talk about Aaron Kaplan and Prometheum. What an insane and scripted witness testimony. Christopher, I did not see the testimony, so I can't really... Um, I didn't actually see it, but I read about it, and it sure sounded like, uh, yeah, Elizabeth wrote his script, didn't he? Her and Gary. Old Lizzie and Gares. Um, all right. So good morning. I am once again here. Stango, you were once again here. I appreciate it. Samino, there you are. Good morning. IRL, thank you. Welcome back. I appreciate you. Um, she she was talking to me recently about how good my skin looks. And she asked me what my tricks were. I, my, my cameras, she's seen the Devin videos. She knows this is a scam that uh, my skin looks good. She's like, wait a second. I saw him in the woods and he looks like total shit. So what is he doing in these videos that he can put his face right up against the camera and he, and he looks like he's 19 years old? I look 19, don't I, guys? And I'm kind of upset. I haven't actually done my hair since I got a haircut. I'm curious if I like it. Um, well, you know, IRL, to give you this tip here, instead of just responding to your message, um, in those Devin videos, I am looking down and talking from the back of my throat, kind of. So it kind of gives me this like double chin look. So the the angle, it's all about the angle and some bright lights. There you go. All right. Good morning uh, or afternoon to Richard Harris. How you doing, buddy? Grapna, uh, uh, Angels of Ours is a, is a scammer. All right. Well, there you go. Blessed for a day. GM, uh, Stango, four people, don't know what's going on. Uh, hello, hello, Kenrick, what's up? Smash that subscribe, do it. You got the GM from Sheck. Sheck is a upstanding citizen in the Algorand ecosystem. Uh, what's going on? Probably other ones too, I have no idea. Michael Norris, yo, what's going down? Uh, Cody, hey fam, I can, you can hear it. When he says, when Cody says, hey fam, you can hear it, can't you? You can hear it. Poor guy can't smoke a bong. Sorry, but if I saw you got all cleaned up, you're probably making money, probably making money, um, which is a good thing. Christian, good morning. Pablo, uh, Pablo, uh, Pablo, good morning. Algo Addicts and Cooper Holics. Yeah, man, it's been hardcore with this meme coin season, hasn't it? Jeez. Um, okay, well, poor boy crypto is validating um, the earlier post. Moon, what the hell is Coop? Is 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 Coop just up? Are we have we changed? Have we changed the word for up to coop? Ooh, Fisherman is putting some, some, some prompts. <laughs> Who are you trying to attract here, uh, Fisherman? Uh, oh, and there's more. There we go, Michael. You guys are on it. 
bringing the crowd today. Here we go. All right. Here. Uh, okay. We're keep we're keeping going. There, the, those prompts are coming better than none. True that. What's going on? We pray. Your hair looks the same. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Thanks, Samito. Thank you. Coop has a haircut. I grew a mustache and got a hair. Okay, now this fucking plan. All right, man. Oh, boy. Morning. What's up, Mort? All right, we did it. There's a lot of you. I love it. I love that their tether is a fraud. Hyped. Good day, guys. There we go. Coop the hero. Algo needed. I appreciate you. What about that zone teaser? I know. What's going on, zone? You said that they're gonna you're going to take down all the games that have Coop and Pepe. I bet you this is to gather attention and they're going to do more games. I'm actually, I don't know. Made it late. Good morning. You're not that late. You're not that late. I'm just getting started. I haven't even talked about anything, Wilder, so you're good. Uh, All right. Mustache. Mafia standing strong. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. There we go. The whole time. Uh, Moon Algo, the whole fam is here. Here we go. Outside the window. All right. Yeah, you guys are you guys are on that topic today. I, I don't really know much about um, AOA, so I'm gonna stay out of it. What's happening? Weird flex. Michael Jordan's in the building. I love seeing your name icon popping up everywhere. All right. So there you go. Everybody's got their own weird flex. So I told you what I was gonna talk about. I have a bunch of prompts. I feel like we should just dive in. That's what we should do. So let's go to CNBC, Michael Jordan's favorite website. Um, that's not how you do it. You gotta share your screen first, there, Coop. There we go. Me refresh. Click it in. Put it over here. Go back. All right, futures are looking up. Got futures in the green. Um, the SP 500 futures inch higher as benchmark heads for best week since March. Retailers are preparing for a discount heavy down holiday season. Holiday season. Holy shit. It is. It's the middle of June. Oh my God. We gotta, you gotta, we gotta start freaking touching more grass, folks. I can't believe that this year's almost halfway over. Okay. Uh I bought share, I robot shares. Okay, nobody cares. Um Okay. I don't see anything in, you guys see any, um, Binance to exit the Netherlands after failing to obtain regulatory approval. Yep, read about that. Probably find that somewhere else. Um, I know France opened up an investigation as well. We'll see what we got going. All right, let's go to Bloomberg. Let's refresh. Okay, what's this? Uh, a 4.2 trillion options event looms for new bull market. That's pretty intense. Oh no. I need to resubscribe to Bloomberg. Uh, the gravity-defined bull market is handing stock events of investors a fresh conundrum as an unusually big pile of options expires Friday. Chase gains via bullish derivatives or hedge with bearish bets. Bearish bets. It's a decision traders face every month, but the stakes are higher this time. About 4.2 trillion of contracts tied to stocks and indexes are scheduled to mature. That's 20%. That's 20% more than a year ago. The event known as OPEX generally sees Wall Street managers either roll over existing positions or start new ones. This month, it also happens to coincide with the quarterly expiration of index futures and the rebalancing of benchmark indexes, including the S&P 500. The process is ominously dubbed triple witching and is known for causing spikes in trading volume as well as sudden price swings. Uh, to Matthew Tim, the head equity derivatives trader at Cantor Fitzgerald, the traders are likely to roll out their call positions, particularly those that are still out of the money. But the overall event's impact on the broader market is hard to predict. People are underinvested and need to get exposure. There is a tremendous amount of options coming off tomorrow. However, I don't have a good feel for what that does to the market. So it sounds like most people don't really know, know what that's going to mean. 
Maybe you guys in the chat know what it's going to be. Uh, all right. So now we know I need to renew my Bloomberg subscription. It's okay. I can do that. Um, let's see. Let's get down here. JP Morgan says stocks to suffer 150 billion rebalancing sales. Summers sees, uh, Larry Summers sees disturbing signs that the Fed is driven by internal politics. All right, we're going to get out of this stuff. There's enough. A lot of times I'll get caught up on something and then we don't even get to the things that I wanted to talk about. All right, Intel Micron spending spree shows up diplomacy bearing fruit, shows chip diplomacy bearing fruit. Okay. Crypto. Crypto conglomerates need to be regulated, Bank of France says. Here we go. This is the article, isn't it? 10 minutes ago. Don't. Okay. Let me just have this one, please. Oh, they're not. Oh, my God. I read that stupid. Does anybody want to um, pay for this? <laughs> um, I read that stupid options thing, and now I can't read this. Well, we're going to talk about that anyways, but that's annoying. I think this is where it was broken. This news was broken. It was on Bloomberg. Biggest... Crypto stablecoin Tether was once backed by Chinese securities. Said in July 2022, but it was probably up until 2021. All right, well, that's annoying. Let's get off Bloomberg. Screw you, Bloomberg. All right, let's go to Coindesk. I'm sure they're talking about it. Okay, so crypto is in the green, except for XRP, push down. Anybody make a big... Bet on XRP going into the Hinman emails, didn't pay off. Or I guess if you bounced out, I guess it did. Because it did hit up to like 56 cents at one second or one point. Uh, Black, okay, so we're going to talk about BlackRock filing for a spot Bitcoin ETF. Uh, Binance under investigation in France for aggravated money laundering. Okay. Uh, Binance's French unit is under investigation by local authorities for the illegal provision of digital asset services and acts of aggravated money laundering. The investigation relates to illegally operating as a digital asset service provider before it received regulatory approval in May 2022 and aggravated money laundering by taking part in investment operations, concealment, and conversion. All right. Okay, so they started operating before they were allowed. I, you know, I don't really care. We'll talk more about it because there's enough. Um, all right, there we go. Binance to quit Netherlands after failing to acquire license. Bitcoin shorts lose 16 million as BlackRock ETF filing sparks bullish outlook. All right, that's that. And now we'll just go to coin market cap. And check out the prices. You guys can see me, right? See everything. Cool. All right. Uh, Pepe, look at you, Pepe. People are excited that I, I believe Binance stopped. Um, well, Pepe is going to be less manipulatable on Binance, apparently. So maybe people are excited about that. Or just maybe the overall market is feeling pretty good. But I mean, still, Bitcoin's at 25.5. That's nothing to, you know, call your mom about. Uh, Ethereum is at 1668. XRP, like I said, is pushing down. Cardano, pushing down. But a little in the green. Polkadot at 435. That gave away all those gains. Link 523, pushing down on its gains. So, yeah, the market is... It got a little bit of a bump from that BlackRock ETF. I mean, certainly Bitcoin did because it was falling below 25 and it's got back to that kind of support area of 25.5. But it doesn't seem to be holding it. The market seems to want to go down. 
Algram barely holding on to 11 cents at number 42 on CoinMarketCap. Stacks doing okay. Optimism at 110. Tezos at 71 cents. That's about as far down as I go, folks. There we go. Vestige. How you doing, Vestige? You here today? Cryptogrammo. You guys any know anything about this weed thing? I saw a picture with John Woods and men from the foundation and the Cryptogrammo guy. So what is this? I don't even know what this is. Is this like a loyalty thing, like a reward thing? Is this like a weed delivery service? What are we what are we doing here? <laughs> um Algo Casino's got poker tables and beta. So instead of me just reading the ads on Vestige, let's look at the uh, prices. Look at that shit. Chips, speaking of those poker tables, uh, up almost 19% in the last day. Good for you, Chips. DFly, DFly also, for those of you in the Algorand ecosystem, had um, some big news. They got a grant from somewhere, I forget, we'll look at it but they're going to be building some sort of service where you can have a five word recovery phrase. One that you can just memorize in your brain. What would mine be? It'd be mustache, chicken, turkey, horse, milk. I don't know. Those are just the first things that I thought. KubeCoin sitting there right below Opulus with TVL. Um, Sitting at a little under seven cents, 1.3 million market cap. Strong. Let's click on it. There you go. There you go. Maybe Zone's trying to cause a dip. They wanna, they wanna get it in cheap to give it away cheaper. I don't know. Um, all right. Cool. Bank. Bank's having, uh, you know, showing some life. All right. Vestige is done. How you doing, gold? How you doing, gold? Gold sitting there at 1960 in the green and the green across the board. So even green um, 30 days ago from 30 days ago, but barely pretty even. It's almost like it's a store of value. Definitely not a gold hater, nor am I a silver hater. All right, 24 bucks. There we go. So that's that. I suppose we uh, dive in. This Prometheum thing, should we start with that? Let's start there. Let's see. Let's first, let's, uh, let's look at this. So this is from Decrypt. Prometheum. What you need to know about the SEC's poster child for crypto compliance. Prometheum's co-CEO gave remarks on Capitol Hill that mirrored the SEC's stance. Now, industry observers are pouring over the startup's paper trail. There you go. I don't want to just sit here and read this entire um, article, so I'm going to do my best to skip over things. But if you've never heard of the crypto startup Prometheum, you're not alone. Lots of people, literally nobody has ever heard of them. But the SEC is putting them up as a poster child for compliance. Because, you know, Gary's like, hey, yo, I'm not really reading this, am I? Why am I paraphrasing this article instead of just reading it? Gary's like, yo, hucksters, fraudsters, and scam artists is, a, is all that in, that industry has. So they bring up and prop up Prometheum. So who's behind that? They describe themselves as a market ecosystem for digital asset securities. The firm says it's the first crypto-centric broker-dealer to register with the SEC while being a member of the finance FINRA, and it's bent on uh, bridging traditional finance to crypto. To that end, the company's founder and co-CEO, Aaron Kaplan, testified before the House Financial Services Committee earlier this week, saying a path to compliance has been clearly laid out by the SEC. Oh, sure it has. Kaplan also pushed back against new legislation in the U.S. aimed at clarifying crypto, saying, counter to what many firms in the SEC sites have expressed, that it's not in the best interest of the investing public, and those who argue for new laws are simply not willing to comply with existing applicable security laws. Yeah. 
His comments provoked criticism from many members of the digital asset industry uh, who suggest that Prometheum, a relatively unknown firm, received preferential treatment from regulators for parroting the SEC stance and mirroring statements made by Gensler, including that crypto regulations actually already exist. But Kaplan told the Crypt in a statement that the firm's newly attained regulatory status was a product of hard work. Prometheum has been working for years to build a compliant regulated trading platform for digital asset securities to provide investors the protections afforded under the federal securities laws. This is an important step forward for the crypto industry as it shows there is a regulatory pathway to obtain approval. As Republican lawmakers continue to hound America's financial watchdog and Gensler in the wake of enforcement actions against Binance and Coinbase, Prometheum's apparent success with regulators dovetails nicely with Gensler's repeated claims that non-compliance is a choice. Speaking on CNBC, Gary Gensler upheld Prometheum as an example of how digital asset firms can come in and register despite what industry players say, while also suggesting that the U.S. doesn't really need cryptocurrency. Yet, Kaplan caught flack from Mike Flood on Tuesday, who teased out in his questions during the hearing that Prometheum doesn't currently allow customers to trade Bitcoin and Ethereum. Kaplan said that's partly because the firm is taking a crawl, walk, run approach. In May, Prometheum declined to provide Bloomberg with a list of assets it intends to list on its platform, explaining that its offerings will be based on internal decisions as to what qualifies as a security. All right. I think I'd be better off reading the tweets like this tweet right here. This guy kind of takes it down. All right, we're going to we're going to leave this article. And then Coinbase talked about it. Anything interesting here? Blockchain Association lawyer Marissa Kopel announced this morning that the trade group had filed a Freedom of Information Act request from the SEC seeking records relevant to Prometheum, a crypto broker. Prometheum's co-CEO and founder Aaron Kaplan spoke, blah, blah, blah. Um, all right. Previously, you could have argued is that there are regulations, but well, no one's been approved, so maybe there's no path. But now that Prometheum Capital has been approved, that argument is mute. Oh, or moot. Sorry, not mute. Moot. Um, oh my God. I get yeah, these guys are just strawmen. In the midst of aggressive SEC enforcement, Prometheum approval for its um, received approval for first of its kind special purpose broker dealer for digital asset securities. Then the CEO somehow gets a seat in front of Congress and argues that Prometheum represents the compliant path for digital assets. Prometheum's claims are nonsense and not evidence of a path to compliance. Prometheum's um, alternative trading system will not be avail able to trade any tokens, despite their claims to the contrary, unless projects first register with the SEC. Kaplan also told Coindesk in a recent interview that it could not identify assets it intended to trade when it opened. Koppel characterized these and other findings about Prometheum as suspicious. So basically, this company will exist if all of, you know, if Ethereum walks in, or maybe I guess Ethereum will probably still be a commodity, but um, it would have to be for, like, if Algorand walked into the SEC and was able to get compliant, um, you know, becomes a digital asset security. That's where they're trying to head. You know, they're trying to kill everything except for a couple. They get to pick the winners and the losers and they can, you know, create, have nice big bags of who they decide is going to win. Also notable is that Prometheum's leadership includes Aaron Kaplan, his brother Benjamin Kaplan, and their father, Martin Kaplan. Aaron Kaplan, who testified before Congress as a securities law expert, earned his law degree from Thomas Jefferson Law School. Walsh pointed out that while the Kaplans are being held up as security law experts, the school's national accredited 
accreditation was stripped by the American Bar Association in 2019 over concerns including the academic program. Uh, Benjamin Kaplan also earned his JD from Thomas Jefferson, according to biographical information posted on the family law firm. Walsh described his findings as beyond bizarre. So bizarre. Um, so these are the takes, right? Best case, just some weirdness, a few coincidences, ignore. Base base, they're scammers who bamboozled regulators by suiting up as usual. Or conspiratorial, uh, conspiratorial worst case, regulators are in cahoots with scammers in a deranged senator war. Aaron Kaplan has been working on Prometheum since at least 2015, comes from a family of lawyers, and has a view on tokens consistent with that background. There's nothing fishy. It's just nobody noticed him until this week. All right. I mean, if the case is that they've been working on this since 2015, there then is probably some maybe not as dramatic version of their scammers who bamboozled regulators by suiting up. All right. Sorry. Sorry if I bored you with that. Tay to Tay. Oh, wait, no, this isn't about Prometheum. it is about Prometheum. All right. So uh, Tay Vano, who's a friend of Algorand, she's a big fan of Algorand, actually. She said, um, all right. So this turned into something. And now my feed is far too many. Oh, my God. Vitalik's involved with Wan Zhang tweets. It's super unsettling to see people latching onto this thing. Equals bad. And then repeat shit ad nauseum without understanding why. Something is fucked up. Who is Wang Zhang? The only reason this Wang Zhang thing is even relevant with regards to Prometheum is because the United States is holding Prometheum up as a best-in-class, fully compliant, this-is-how-you-do-it company. The United States government has chosen this no-name company that's completely surrounded by everything from straight-up pump-and-dumpers to fraud to unusual investors to unusual fundraising structures. The U.S. government has specifically chosen this sham company over good-faith, long-standing, widely-used U.S.-based companies like Kraken and Coinbase. In fact, they have engaged with Prometheum while blocking, attacking, suing Coinbase and Kraken. They put Prometheum ahead of them. Like, you guys realize that Prometheum doesn't have a product, right? They are basically one of the thousands of failed ICO projects that went away in 2018, then popped back up late as fuck into this bull run trying to cash in again. They've shipped nothing in six effing years. The U.S. government should be focused on empowering, helping, growing, and protecting U.S. interests and U.S. citizens. Of course they can and should do other things, but it's fucked up when they empower, grow, and protect foreign interests and scammers while actively destroying U.S. ones. Vitalik, nor Ethereum, nor the um, Ethereum Foundation have ever claimed that their goal, oh boy, oh buddy, guess who wasn't sharing the screen? Anyways, but you heard it from my beautiful voice. Uh, Vitalik, nor Ethereum, nor the um, Ethereum Foundation have ever claimed that their goal is to further U.S. interests. Oh, Jesus. And my DMs are open. Motherfuckers. Um, the only thing more preposterous would be if they had, and then they strategically worked with Chinese groups instead of U.S. groups. This industry's goal is to break down borders and empower individuals, not empower existing regimes and break down individuals. If you want to take issue with something someone is doing for going against those things, then do it. But you're not. So she doesn't like the attack on Vitalik. All right. Let's move on. You guys want to talk about Celsius? Let's just look at that real quick. So Celsius, which, um, what do they call it? Fahrenheit uh, won the bid, backed by Arrington Capital. I, I need to make sure. Let me just look at this stuff real quick before I just start bouncing around like a turkey. Sorry. Look at all my Twitter links. Okay. All right. I think we're good. Okay. Fair and Arrington Capital. Uh, today, Celsius announced it will sell all alt altcoins from its cons customers 
starting on July 1st and convert them into BTC and ETH. The total altcoin sell pressure amounts to 215 million. 70 million in the sell token, which So some might look at this uh, chart and be like, okay, so they have $70 million worth of sell token, but the market cap is $45 million. What's going on? What's going on with that? Matic, that's no surprise. They had 10 to 12% APY on Matic on that platform. So they got a ton of that. So they got about $52 million of Matic. So if this is true, that they are going to, and why would they indicate this? Why would they tell, do they have to say that they're going to do this on July 1st? Because doesn't that just allow all of crypto to front run these sales? Or is the idea that these aren't that significant? Because it feels like $52 million of Matic being dumped would be significant. And even $26 million of ADA. But anyways, you see, here are the top five Celsius holdings. Cell, which nobody should be holding. Matic, ADA, Link, Litecoin. And then after that, you got DOT. And then, you know, you can look back here. I don't see Algo on here at all. Oh, yeah, this guy's asking the same thing. How does it? Colin. Good question, Colin. He talks... The secret ingredient is crime, I think. All right. Okay, well, there you go. So expect uh, more altcoin sell pressure from Celsius right around 4th of July. Some fireworks. Um, here's that DeFi news I mentioned earlier. Happy to announce... DeFi team scored a grant from Protocol Labs. Protocol Labs, we drive breakthroughs in computing to push humanity forward. Okay. We'll build a system called SRS. It can back up and recover as many wallets as you want using a super short mnemonic. So short, you can store it in your head. Five words. OPRF and Argon2 for the win. Game changer. When I was a kid, FTW meant something else. Now I believe it means for the win. Blockshake's secret recovery service is a go. That's awesome. DeFly is such an impressive team. And if you didn't watch it, um, I had... Uh, Stefan, one of the co-founders of DeFly on the show. So you can scroll back. I have on the playlist if you want to. Algorand Ecosystem Interviews. And you can go back and watch that. All right, we're certainly not going to read this. <laughs> we're not reading that, guys. Your algos are mine. We're all going to make it, Stacy says. And give some pounds. Oh, we're all going to make it. Is there five words? Stacy. Stacy. All right. Okay. BlackRock. I didn't have much queued up about BlackRock because what is there to say? So there's this whole like annoying conversation happening around this BlackRock ETF, spot ETF um, application. And if you guys have been paying attention, other big players have been rejected for a Bitcoin spot ETF like Fidelity, um, Van Eck, I think, wh whatever. But Fidelity is one that stands out. But BlackRock, you know, it seems unlikely that they'll get rejected. But there's this whole thing because it's technically a trust. But there's going to be redemptions and it's going to trade. You know, I think it's going to act basically like the gold ETF that is technically a trust, but is really a spot ETF that will give people 
the opportunity, and this is what we want, folks. This is what we want. It'll give people and institutions the opportunity to manipulate Bitcoin at their whim. But it's better than a futures ETF. All right. Will Clemente, but also lots of money will pour in. That's true. That's why some of these Bitcoiners are excited. Um, I'm not sharing at all. I lost all my sharing. What happened? Not doing great today, guys. How long has that been going on? Have I been sharing at all? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. But hopefully that was new. All right. Will Clemente, if BlackRock's spot ETF application gets approved, it's undeniable that Operation Choke Point 2.0 is orchestrated to drive out crypto native companies and bring in large traditional firms that are buddy buddy with the US government to try and control Bitcoin and crypto. I mean, did you hear that? I don't always really. Uh, if BlackRock's, BlackRock's spot ETF application gets approved, it's undeniable that Operation Choke Point 2.0 is orchestrated to drive out crypto native companies and bring in large traditional firms that are buddy buddy with the US government to try and control Bitcoin and crypto. <laughs> that sounds funny. Brett says Gary approves BlackRock spot ETF. Gary is relieved of duty at SEC. Gary is given a prominent role at BlackRock. I mean, I don't know. Is is the BlackRock spot ETF that big of a deal to BlackRock? Aren't they like a $10 trillion company? $9 trillion or something crazy? But still, you know, we get it. Like if a spot ETF goes live, that's going to invite a ton of money and, you know, it's going to pump the coin, but then it's going to you know, they're just, you know, there's so many conspiracy theories that we can dive into. All I want to do is survive. I just want them to do whatever they're going to do to Binance and CZ so we can get it over with and move the hell on because that looming is annoying. Um, Sorry, I get a little emotional about that because it's just being dragged out. All right. So we had uh, Binance.us slash headcount and wake up SEC lawsuit. So this is about to close, right? I mean, we all kind of we all kind of know that Binance US is on its way out. They've said it. They said it in those um I think the SEC or somebody I didn't you know, I didn't watch it or anything, but in the court case on Tuesday, I thought that they had to come to some sort of agreement yesterday, but maybe I, I was wrong about that. But um on Tuesday, essentially Binance US has been saying to the SEC that they're trying to decide whether they're going to close up shop or not which means that they're going to close up shop because, you know, the U.S. government is not working with Binance and they probably have too much on them. Binance.us uh, has already put in place layoffs in the wake of the SEC's lawsuit against it with the exchange on Thursday telling employees the regulator put it in an unfortunate situation. They confirmed the layoffs. Uh, yeah, they, they mean, they lost their, their banking. So now it's just crypto only. It's like... Uh, the decision to lay off employees came after Binance US moved to become a crypto-only exchange. Last week, the company announced it would suspend USD deposits and notifying customers that their banking partners are preparing to pause USD withdrawal channels as early as June 13th. The move to become a crypto-only exchange was not a decision, but rather a circumstance driven by a, polit a politically motivated regulator. Finance U.S. board put in place an initiative to shrink the size of our teams across the company and reduce our burn rate through the company's transition to a crypto-only exchange. Unlike every other U.S. crypto company, we have been working to avoid this scenario, but circumstances have now shifted. All right. So there's that. Do I have anything else on Binance queued up? I should. Let's look at, I mean, we'll talk more about Binance. I feel like I can mix Binance and Tether together because of how uh, mixed together Binance and Tether are. <laughs> All right. So Tether says New York handed over financial documents to Coindesk. Did I read this? Did we already do this? Jesus. 
Um, oh, by the way, did you see that the goose NFT that sold for 6.5 million? It's not over, guys. It's not dead yet. Um, there's still people spending crazy amounts of money on JPEGs. We're still ga- We're still in the game. All right. Tether says New York Attorney General handed over documents related to the 2021 settlement with the state to Coindesk. Documents include details about Tether's customers and bank statements. Stablecoin issuer Tether said Thursday that New York's Attorney General has provided information about the company's business that was gathered in the course of a 2021 settlement with the state to Crypto Media uh, Coindesk. Tether fought that request. They say the documents are out of date. Oh, this is the what we were reading about earlier. This is oh, we didn't read this. Okay, let's get into this. Actually, let's go to Twitter and we can. I know a couple of accounts that have been talking about this. Let's go to here. All right. All right, so Bact is delisting Solana, Matic, and ADA. I believe, if I remember correctly, they they delisted Algo and a couple other a few months ago. So they didn't even have Algo anymore to delist it. But Bact is also playing ball with the U.S. government and regulators. So they're part of the companies that are just, you know, if... If Gary screams outside his window, you know, um, I don't know. What's another one that they haven't said yet? Tezos is a security. Companies like Bact are going to just immediately delist it because they're cowards. Bunch of cowards work at Bact. Just kidding. Um, I, I have no idea. But anyways, they're protecting their company and investors, most likely. Um, all right. So Binance trying to claim that filed investigations for aggravated money laundering in France are on-site visits, part of regulatory obligations. I want to click on that, but I want to see, because I I came here for um, Tether. Okay, so this guy's All right, what are you doing here? This is like Twitter's gotten like how do I navigate this in a All right, let's do that, I guess. So this is a 475 part thread by Adam Cochran. You can follow him at Adam S. Cochran. Um, you know, this guy, I don't always agree with him, but he, he's, he is definitely glued to his computer and very interested in Binance, Tether, bad, Coinbase, USDC, good. So just so you have some context to this guy, but still, um, Tether backing breakdown from Bloomberg based on the 21 docs. Okay. So this is why we could, I wanted to read that article, but then Old uh, Coop didn't resubscribe to Bloomberg um, because of, uh, doesn't matter. Okay, included extensive amounts of Chinese paper, basically short-term loans to Chinese companies, included a sizable loan to Celsius. Tether also made extensive third-party loans and was mostly banked by small regional banks in the Bahamas. Tether denied its exposure to Chinese paper during a phase when Chinese paper was trading at a steep discount, but that would align with these documents. Tether's banking partners are pretty subpar banks based primarily in the Bahamas and Asia and mean you have to trust the solvency of these banks as well. Tether did make loans of USDT against Bitcoin and Ether collateral to multiple parties, including Bitfinex, which isn't um, the guy that's in charge of Tether also created Bitfinex. At one point, uh, 5.1 billion in USDT was on loans against BTC or ETH. The 2021 attestations by accountants did, okay, I mean, this is, also confirms that Tether made a loan to Bitfinex that covers losses from the Crypto Capital Corp scam. 
So what we know, as of 2021, Tether had exposure to private loan collateral for BTC and ETH covering up 20% of USDT rather than just one-to-one. It had high exposure to Chinese commercial paper. It worked with third-rate banks I'd never deposit at. Has it cleaned up its act? Maybe. I think it's decreased its exposure to commercial paper and crypto assets. I actually think that USDT has had a wonderful couple of years. And I think he makes his point. So if anything, Tether might have been saved by the massive rate hikes in the U.S., making it much easier to make large capital gains on safe assets. The things that, that's killed some banks may have pushed them to, safer, to a safer construct in their portfolio. Okay. Here you go. So this guy's responding to him. Paolo Ardogno. I've never tried to say his last name. I, I'm, I've only read his last name. So shoot me. But here's a cool fact section. Let's see what he says. He just tweeted this an hour ago. We'll read. Okay, that's long. Um, but he seems to respond. As announced yesterday, Tether decided to stop the opposition to the foil matter in the U.S. in favor of transparency for our industry. Today, the information has been digested and used by a few media outlets, starting from Bloomberg. Others will follow soon. The information disclosed from the New York Attorney General to these parties covers. Tether's KYC AML policies. We're proud of the thoroughness of our procedures. Tether has been doing an amazing job in keeping out bad actors from its primary markets and secondary markets. Tether has been collaborating with law enforcement across the globe and hundreds of investigations that resulted in hundreds of millions of dollars being returned to victim blockchain, victims of blockchain centralized exchanges and DeFi hacks. List of banks used in 2021 and bank statements from three of these banks. Do you remember all the Tether detractors that were claiming for several years that Tether didn't have any bank account? Now let's see how they're going to shift their narrative and insult again all of our community's intelligence since they now have, been, have even the official bank account statements. Terminated customer's information. We hope that media outlets are going to be careful in sharing private customer information, especially the one belonging to individual customers that includes names, due to the risk of putting them in physical harm. Breakdown of reserves and lending program. This information was made public by Tether starting from early 2021 and is quarterly attestations. List of commercial papers. Such list shows the diligence of Tether's risk management practices, including in building its commercial papers portfolio. The vast majority of that portfolio was rated A1, A2, or better. Remember, when all Tether detractors tried to convince the crypto community that Tether was backed by 70% of Evergrande, we always refuted that claim since it was categorically, categorically false. And now it's visible to everyone that Tether always said the truth. How many times our community will allow a few clowns to distract ourselves from the reality? Internal company functions description. Interesting stuff to read. Describes how a well-managed stable coin should be organized. Can't go anywhere without a Ben.eth post. So annoying. So Adam asked him, why would you willingly share your detailed current holdings with Bloomberg if they agreed not to release the particulars, but instead give category breakdowns? That's what we're doing in our attestations. BDO, better than Bloomberg. And eventually a full audit. Agree BDO is better, but we've all been waiting on that full audit for a while. This is sadly the most transparency we've had so far on the breakdown of holdings which I think it's fair to expect people want to make a decision on if USDT is for them. Sure, you can appreciate that. Sure, you can appreciate that. I feel like this guy has a higher pitch voice, so maybe I'll read. So what can be done to get a more detailed breakdown more quickly for people? As demonstrated, I feel like Paolo's got more of a, as demonstrated also, but this act, we're always moving towards more transparency. If you look at our history, we overcame insane scrutiny, pressure, etc., and always provided further transparency. Of course, we can always do better and our journey in that sense is not finished. Every quarter will do better. What is the main blocker for more transparency? Why can't full transparency happen currently? They say the disclosures would dox customers and introduce harms. All right, there we go. Well, that's cool. We got a little live conversation that happened within an hour. Sounds like Heather is out there. Heather. Sounds like uh, they, should, they should hire somebody named Heather at Tether. And she could go on, on all the shows and be like, hey, I'm Heather from Tether. <laughs> Want to let you know that everything's okay. All right, Heather from Tether signing out. Oh, boy.
Sorry, guys. I'm an idiot. All right. Um, there we go. So Adam Cochran talking tether. Interesting. Anything else? What time is it? Almost seven o'clock. Polka dots trending. What you got, polka dot? They just did something cool with their governance. They're kind of leading the way with the whole decentralized governance thing, aren't they? The good thing about polka dot is that it's not popular enough to where when you Search it on Twitter. You don't get a bunch of Ben.eth posts. It's poking on stacks. All right. Sorry. I should do that on my own because that's not interesting. All right. Do I have anything else? I'm on DFly, Celsius, BlackRock. All right, guys, what did I, I feel like I'm missing something. Let's go back and you guys, I can go through the um, the comments and you guys all yelling at me how I'm not sharing my screen. Does that sound fun? Oh, oh, too close, too close. All right, Heather from Tether. <laughs> Thank you, Weird Flex. I'm glad that you did. All right, Coinbase uh, fights for Algo. Yeah, well, we need Coinbase, by the way. And, you know, if you're an Algorand fan, um, you're rooting. I mean, frankly, if you're an ADA fan, if you're a, uh, you can still stake ADA on Coinbase, I believe dot, but, um, obviously Coinbase is in the fight of the, you know, they're in a big fight over whether they can continue their staking program. I think that like 11 different States are trying to shut that down. And, um, anyways, Coinbase needs to continue to fight for these, protocols that are getting accused of being unregistered securities or securities and then Coinbase is theoretically selling them. Hey, thanks for the thanks for the uh the compliment on the haircut. I appreciate it. Okay. So not a whole lot of you are yelling at me. That's good. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you. Yeah, there's been a lot of you, 150 of you there right now. I appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'll put this after I sign off. I'm going to put this up on the podcast. I think it's a little silly. Why? I don't know why I called the podcast something different. That was dumb. So I have the recoup here and then I have the podcast on, you know, Apple and Spotify and Amazon and wherever else. I'll try to get it everywhere. If you ask me to put it somewhere, I'll figure out how to put it there. But it's called Crypto with Coop. But probably should just be called the recoup, right? Because I realized the other day I was doing this and I was like, you know what this is? This is basically me live streaming my podcast that I haven't been putting on my podcast. So I just, I think framing it in my head as a podcast might be helpful. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to start putting it up as soon as possible and which will take about an hour probably for it to come up. So it should be up on um, all of your major podcast platforms by 11 a.m. Eastern every day, maybe nine, you know, maybe if you go a little later, but all right. So that's right back to, you can't delist list us twice. <laughs> Bullish. Yeah. Oh, if any cryptocurrency could get delisted twice at the same place, it would be, it feels like algo. Um, Emmanuel Macron wants an invite to the BRICS next meeting. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean Coinbase fights for algo? Well, it just needs to fight for algo. It, it, meaning it's fighting for algo by not delisting it. Did, uh, do I know, is it correct? Maybe Kraken never listed out. Does, does Kraken list algo? I don't use Kraken, clearly. The Dutch government is treating crypto investors like they are farmers. Finance is set to leave Netherlands. They said they have gone down every avenue for clarity on regulations to no avail. Pablito. Arduino. Ard, Arduino. Arduino. Thank you. Love the voices. <laughs> Next bump in production will be sock puppets. <laughs> I'm bringing innovation to this space uh, by just being my stupid self. So deal with it. Heather from Tether. 
dot giveaway free dot to users of Revolut app to some quiz of it and learn about it. I saw a few chains doing that on on Revolut. Yeah, I don't, you know, Revolut, what is that? It's a English company, right? Gary's worth a hundred million. Why does he do what he does? If I had that money, you'd never see me again. I know, Gary. Like, you're not trying to fix anything. Nobody believes you. You you have contradicted yourself. I know, Gary. Hopefully, you're not watching. God, I hope Gary's not watching. Or any of his friends. I don't want any of you. I don't want you. But if you happen to be watching, one of my issues with you, Gary, and please, I hope you're not watching, is that you're a hypocrite. I have a hard time with hypocrites. and you taught classes on this crap. You talked about Algorand. You mentioned that most of it is, isn't securities. And now you're acting like it's so clear. It's so frustrating. And it does. Doesn't it feel bullish though? With all of the bullshit that we're realizing, with all of the fact that actually there are Congress people um, stepping up and defending this industry and seeing all of the holes and their logic and the hypocrisy coming from the SEC, isn't it doesn't that make you feel kind of good? Like, okay, it makes me realize, okay, we're in a really bad bear market and we're actually finally headed to the bottom. Like, we're, I think we might be actually approaching the bottom at some point now because it doesn't seem like they can win a lot of this stuff. And I don't even know if they're, tr I don't know what they're doing, but I'm starting to get a little more, excited about the future based on how ridiculous the SEC, I feel like, um, looks. I was going to say it in a better way, but it's early and my brain isn't moving as fast as I, as I want to. I'll tell you a little story before I go. How about that? Story time with Coop. So I got it in my head a few days ago. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I mean, I'm eligible to join a credit union. Screw my big bank. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the credit union. I'm going to be a credit union person because <laughs> I like the philosophy better. And I know that there's going to be certain downsides to that. But one of the major downsides that I, I have to, if I'm going to make it in my main checking account, right, is that I have to be able to link up to like a Coinbase or somewhere. I need to have an off-ramp into a bank account, right? If, if I'm ever going to make money doing this, you know, or when I do make money, because I have. But the point is, is that I was like, all right, I'm eligible. For, I'm in a union. I'll go, I'll go join a credit union. But I'm going to walk in there because I need to ask that question. Do you, have you seen your customers have problems linking to sites like Coinbase and Crypto.com and stuff like that? So the first credit union I go to, I have to wait half hour outside because the one person that works there was out to lunch. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Maybe, maybe, uh, what's his face? Um, oh shit. I see, this is terrible. Well, you don't even know who I'm saying, so I don't have to tell you, but what? Oh, Jamie, maybe Jamie isn't so bad. And so, um, but I'm like, fine, I'm, uh, it's okay, I have time. So I wait out there for a half hour. And finally I get in there, one guy, small office, <laughs> like, okay. And, uh, but it's actually, all of the rates look good. All of the things, everything looked pretty good at the credit union. So I, I sit down with this guy and I'm like, hey, like, have you noticed any of your customers um, having a problem? with ACH and Coinbase and stuff like that. And he goes, oh, dude, he's like, I have. I've been trying to link to crypto.com and Coinbase. So this guy was awesome. Like he gave me all the information I needed. And he uh, was like, yeah, I couldn't do it. I had to use my other credit union. He's like, you could probably go to that credit union. You could probably go to that credit union across the, across the way. And, um, and they'll be fine. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll go over there and ask them. And it was a bunch of women in there. And I, I start asking that question and then just gla their eyes glazed over. I had no idea what I was talking about. And she's like, no, no, no. When, she, when I said cryptocurrency, she goes, no, 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 we don't do that. I was like, what do you mean you don't do that? She goes, we don't do anything with cryptocurrency. I was like, no, no, I'm not asking you if you do something with cryptocurrency. I'm just asking you if, you, if you've noticed it, any customers. And then this, these women acted like I was a criminal, <laughs> like wanted me out of the bank. Like wanted me out of the bank because I wanted to know if they had noticed any problems with their customers linking their accounts to an exchange. It was pretty dramatic. I was like, uh, 
you guys don't do ACH? She didn't even know what that was. And then the other woman didn't even, I was like, you guys work at a bank. And so needless to say, I'm not going to go to that bank either. So I don't know. What should I do? Should I just stay at the big bank? I've had no problems linking with, uh, with Jamie's place, but, um, I, I probably will. I'll probably go to a different one. I want to do the credit. What do you guys think? Anybody with a credit union and, uh, have no problem? That's my question. That check. I did walk in there and be like, Hey guys, I was just a KuCoin dev here. I want a bank, but I don't want it to be a big bank. I want it to be a little small bank. A little small bank with like it gives me free lemon heads when I walk in. I just want free lemon heads, and I want you to have long lunch hours. All right, guys. Hey, I appreciate you. I thank you to all of you. I think that this is the first time in a while we've broken uh, 200 viewers. So thanks for tuning in. You caught us at the end. But I'll be back on Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and we'll do this again. All right. I appreciate you. I appreciate the troop that's in the chat. You guys are awesome. And uh, banks are securities. Oh, boy. All right, guys. I appreciate you. See you on Monday. Have a good weekend. Peace.